we played at Skybar and we're like driving back on the back roads and Terry has to pee and I, it's like it's like coming down raining I'm not stopping we're we're getting there <laughs> so I have this big McDonald's cup cup I was like Terry just pee in this and he pees in the cup and I'm like all right I'll throw this out the window because there was nowhere to put it and I roll the window down and I'm like driving over the dam and I try to throw it out the window and it just all goes all my place. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Go- go- so I've had a me and Terry are pretty close I've had a golden shower from Terry. <laughs> What's up, guys? Trey Lewis here. Welcome to my podcast, DM Monday. Um, we got some news for you guys today. We finally did it. What did we do, Bonner? We fired Burrell. Burrell's gone. Fired. Fired. Ooh, at um, least we. Uh... He's just not. You know, he's just not made out for the job. He's not fit for it. He just uh, can't quite hack it. I mean, um, but we have a guest on today, Alex Cape. Right Thanks here. for having me. He's he's my manager. Um, I know he's hating every single moment of this. He likes people to not know who he is. But just for reference, let's tell the story. We didn't really fire Matt Burrell, by the way. Um, well, that didn't last long. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want people to be like, fuck DM Monday. I was going to wait. I was hoping we'd wait till the end to reveal that. Yeah, yeah, we weren't going to do that. I mean, uh, at least he's not yelling in our ear today. We didn't really no. fire him. Um, I kind of miss him. He threw a fit when he found out he wasn't going on the Kid Rock tour this weekend. So he's like, I'm going to go home, see my mom. No, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen either. He he decided that he was just going to go home and see his mom this weekend, surprise her for Easter. Um, By the time this comes out, it'll be way past Easter. But anyways, I want you to tell the story about Penske the other day. About Penske, yeah. That when you made oh, telling him to go stand outside, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so we our our, um, our bus broke down. Uh, not our bus, but our trailer broke down. We yeah. left to go to North Carolina, and got twenty minutes outside of the city, and we had a bearing blowout. Yeah, and we had to wait until six a.m. to go and get a Penske box. Yeah, shout truck. out to everybody in Nashville that tried to help us. That yeah, way. that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Like the same trailer company got called by four different people at like eleven o'clock on a Friday night, yeah. and he was like, "Damn, y'all must have some people that care about you out there." So yeah. that was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, so we went to go get the box truck together. Usually, when something bad happens, Barilla and I are a good team at going and getting shit done on the road. But uh, so anyway, we go to Penske and it's like 630 in the morning. They're not even open yet, but they let us in. And the guy is basically telling us that because they don't have many trucks in stock, that it's going to be an outrageous cost for us to rent one. And I'm sitting here, like, basically telling the guy that that's some bullshit. Yeah, because you rent Penske trucks all the time. All the time. And I know how much they cost. And so, anyway, I was, you know, arguing with the guy and pleading with him, really, to, you know, let us have a normal rate and not just get bent over. Um, 
on this thing. And anyway, Barill is standing there, and I'm going back and forth with the guy, and you know, I'm like, you know, blah 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 blah. And Brill's like, well, this is Nashville; it's not Birmingham. You know, things are more expensive here. And I was like, Brill, whose side are you on? Go, go, get outside. <laughs> go outside. Wait, go outside and wait until I'm done. He did that. <sighs> So Burrell went and okay. stood outside while I finished getting the Penske. Um, That's pretty cold that day too. So, yeah, he. He's how was the once y'all did get the truck? How was the ride in the car? I mean, was it? Was oh, it's fine. Was it? Yeah, I don't. I don't mind spending time with Burrell, especially early in a weekend. I just mean like after you sent him outside, like he was a little kid or something. Uh, it was fine. <laughs> you know, he's got thick skin and he gets a lot he's of like, grief from us. Was he like, oh, my bad back there, man? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, um, you know, and that's one of the things I love about Burrell is when he's wrong, he's like, sorry about that. I, yeah, you know, that was yeah, for sure. That was not it. And like, that's, you know, I never expect people to be perfect, but if you can man up and be like, oh, that was fucked yeah, up. Yeah, for then. sure. And I think like as a, as a team, like that's what it takes is to be like, yeah, sorry, I fucked that up. You know? Yeah. It's like egos. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know. We played a show the other night and I just didn't have a great show and I just like called everybody in the bus. I was like, sorry, I kind of sucked tonight. It happens, man. Uh, well, that's just the way it be. First, uh, first week of the Kid Rock tour. Yeah, it was great. I, I had fun last week. I had a blast. It really man. Was, I mean, you know. when we got there to Evansville Wednesday, I mean, the rehearsals were cool. You know, I, we did we talk about that on the last podcast? I don't think so. No. So, um, we after we the trailer broke down, we hauled ass to North Carolina, played the show, drove all the way back through the night. I mean, we weren't driving, but. Mild Greg was driving back and um, we got back and as soon as we got back Matt took us to the small airport where is that in Tennessee it's west of the city yeah west of the city and dropped us off and me Alex Kid Rock's day to day manager Corey Corey, yeah and uh, Bob we got on his private jet and flew into um, Cincinnati and then drove yeah. over to Kentucky. Dude rents out an arena just to have rehearsals. Pretty epic. It was pretty crazy. And like they had like couches in front of the um, front, front of house. house, and that's where me and Alex sat and like just watched the entire show. That's awesome. I bet it was but surreal. It was very surreal. But like when we got to the arena Wednesday night for the show, I remember like sound checking, and then like as the show starts I'm standing side stage and I'm just looking out at the crowd and I'm just like holy shit like my mom was the, my mom came and Joel came and I remember just like almost like crying just overwhelmed of like this is so cool like being in the moment and that's what I've tried to focus on this year is just like being in the moment that was really really cool cool thing to do and, then, and you crushed it yeah everybody was so nice everybody in Creator Rock's camp it was just super hospitable and accommodating everybody yeah. was awesome catering Dude, catering was top notch. Dude, you gotta love catering. It was it it's was healthy food too, because normally we're eating shit on the road. Yeah, it's a lot cooler than like a meal buyout or For like sure. barbecue. Like I don't have a problem with barbecue, but like, what about that corn on the cob? Dude, that corn on, that was a what Saturday night? That was Saturday. In Oma, that uh, in, uh, street corn in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah, I ate two of them. I ate too much. I had to throw up. <laughs> I forgot you threw up. Yeah. That was yeah. fun though. Now all the green rooms are super nice and the yeah. Showers. I beat at, at, me and Alex bought uh, switches, and uh, y'all got the new switch. Yeah, I beat his ass. I golf. was talking shit. I PGA I Tour twenty twenty one, straight out of the box. We're gonna play a lot this weekend. So. I've been practicing a little bit. Yeah, I played. I played on Xbox this week, so it might be 
different going back to the switch. So I think you'll be all right. You shot eighteen under. So <laughs> damn. That's, uh, I, I'm going to on my own before I go out and get my ass beat by Trey because he's a sore winner and a sore loser. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're both pretty competitive, though. Well, I, don't, it's like I don't like to lose. Me, Maxwell, and McKinney used to play Madden all the time. Yeah, I had that uh, championship belt. Yeah, for like forever, nobody could beat me. And then they figured out what I was doing. And like Maxwell's the king, dude. And once once I like couldn't beat him, I just quit playing. He said, all right, I'm going to head out. Yeah, it's I'm like, done. Well, my my thing with like video games is like if I'm gonna play a video game, it's gonna be for me to relax, and I want to be the best thing on all my players to be ninety nine. <laughs> like, what's the point in playing a game if like you can't win? You know, like, like I don't know. I like adversity. I like, you, you like it's like you ever like buy a video game when you're a kid? It's like why do they make this game so hard? It's not even enjoyable. Uh, I really yeah. like Zelda, but I just can't figure it out. I'm, I need to sit down with Ben because he's like beat Zelda three times in a weekend. Yeah, see, I'm just not into that. I'm just like, I want it to be easy. I want it to be, it's like an escape. I want it to not be mm-hmm. like real life. That's why I like Fortnite, though, because it's like quick 20, 30 minute games and then you're you're done. Like, I but don't like ha- when I play Madden, I play on all Madden. I'm oh, just really? getting really good at it, you know? That's cool. I just don't have the attention span to like play like a game. But Fortnite's yeah. like online, quick, easy. Alex gets mad because I cause us to lose. Fuck you, Bob. That's my favorite thing. We do like to play some Fortnite on the road. I just get distracted and I get in the car and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm like the other side of the map. Guess I got to go back. Yeah, Bonner leaves me. Oh, uh, you know what we forgot to uh, talk about is the uh, friends and family room on the Kid Kid Rock Tour. The baloney? Yeah, the Wonder Bread, the Spam. Oh, yeah. Crushing some Spam I don't know if you remember this the other night, if you were too drunk to remember, but you were like... Look at that. Look at that spam. Just Alex ate the spam. What did I you was say? Trying to, I was trying to get a drink, but it was after the show, so there was nothing to yeah. drink left. You were like, look at that spam just flexing or something like that. Yeah, funny. just talking shit. Oh, talking shit. That's what it was. <laughs> we were smart enough to get drinks beforehand the second night or the third night. Yeah, that's the that's the move. Yeah. It's nice that they have that, though. Yeah, it's yeah, great. It was, they tried to kick us out the last night, the, the venue security, because they didn't know who we were. Yeah, they didn't like our all-access badges they didn't like at that, friends and they? family. Yeah. I think there's like a different pass for that, but <laughs> yeah, it was still that was, uh, was awesome. That no. was I think that was my favorite night was Saturday. We ran the stadiums. Remember, we ran me and Alex while you were uh, line checking. We yeah, but I gave you all that idea. Yeah, you did. Yeah, we ran uh, stadiums around the whole arena, and yeah. I was just like not doing well. By the way, I'm still on my diet. So. Hell yeah. yeah, that's great, man. Turn yeah. sideways I and started, disappear. I started taking probiotics like regularly now. What's that? It's like I don't know. I guess it's, like it's good for your gut like good health. bacteria. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I've been shitting like three, four times a day, but that's dude, solid. I feel so good. Do you so, carry like so is McElwain? Yeah, Do you carry that's, the, from, uh, that's from alcoholism though. <laughs> <laughs> Damn that meme that Terry made. It's not uh, alopecia. What was the? It's like I say it's rosacea. Her mama says it's rosacea, but I know it's alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. I think you're okay, Michael Wayne. Yeah. He's looking good today. Yesterday he looked rough. Brill sent me a Snapchat of him. Looked did, like he was hurting from uh, something. Did you go to the Ben Chapman thing last night? Oh, nice. Peach I was talking to somebody the other day. I don't know who it was. They were like, every time I see McElwain, he's hammered drunk. Is, it, is he okay? <laughs> I was like, no, nah, dude. I said, McElwain's the type of dude. He can have two beers and he looks shit-faced. He's probably not I'm shit-faced. kind of the same way, too. My eyes get red after one beer. Yeah, one beer, one hit of the vape pen, and you're done. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't get Gotta red carry eyes. eye drops everywhere I go. Since I had LASIK, my eyes just don't turn red. They just get glossy. Yeah. Which is well, nice. I don't do drugs or drink. I'm better than everybody. You are. It's true. I'm kidding. If I didn't, I might be five. We're just five, weak. Five. Yeah. Y'all just might not have a job if I start getting fucked up. Yeah, that's true. So. You break out in handcuffs, right? That's right. Allergic. Allergic as fuck. You went to the CMT Awards on Monday, right? Yeah, with... Um, Priscilla? Priscilla and uh, the Her, whole, crew whole crew and Kara. Um how was that? Dude, I mean, honestly, it was cool to see, like, Priscilla do her thing and being nominated for an award. So happy for her, you know. Was it that uh, music video that I was in? No. Uh, Which one were you in? Um, Wish You Were the Whiskey. No, I don't remember. I was, no, uh, was no, that no. the one I was in? The, I was yeah. in the one where I sat at the it end of the bar. It was for Just About Over You gotcha. video of the year. Is that the or one I was in? Breakout video. I don't know which one I was the, in. Um, But it was cool to, like, see her do her thing and, like... I mean, I don't know. It's weird because, like, two years ago, we were where we met. We were all on a boat, and none of us had, it was COVID. None of us had shit going on. So Damn. Like, the fact that she's had, you know, she has her second song on the radio, and you know, she's selling out shows everywhere, and like, she's just crushing it. And she's on like CMT awards, like, and I'm there. And yeah, attended. it's badass. It's weird, but honestly, like. It kind of it kind of sucked, like because we had to stand up for four hours straight. And after, that's hat? tough, man. After being on the road all weekend, I mean, we did six shows in in four days. I mean, I was just I was tired, but are um, you thirty five yet? No, nope. thirty four. Thirty four. Yeah, it's tough to stand for four hours yeah. at our age. Yeah, that's funny. How old are you, Alex? I just turned thirty five. Yeah, but I had all my comfortable Tacovas. So did you miss your okay. hat? Huh? Did he miss not wearing a hat? No, I like not wearing a hat. It's like nobody knows who I am without a hat on. So That's good. it's like people don't bother me. I think we went to Aldean's afterwards. Yeah. And I took one picture with one person. So That's it was awesome. cool. Nobody really recognized me. That's you know? good. Incognito. Yeah. You and McKinney are like very mistakable. Yeah. When well, you don't have a hat on. McKinney went on the road with Craig Campbell. And Craig made him get up and sing Dig Down in Dallas. And, like, people were taking pictures with him and tagging me. <laughs> I did see that. I was like, I don't really know how to respond to this DM, so I'm going to just let Trey handle it. I'm just going to start, re like, reposting it like it is me. That's funny. That's yeah. hilarious. But what if McKinney was the person that was making fake profiles? I don't know. I like, what if, what if the person that's making all these fake profiles is, like, somebody we know? It, it might be me. <laughs> I always had this. Let's let's get into that, okay? All right. So Alex is my manager. He's been my manager for what seven years? Yeah. Seven years. Um, when I first we uh, when I first met him, um, I was still playing Mexican restaurants, basically anywhere I could. Yeah, you know, I was trying to find like you know trio shows and yeah, building up to full band stuff. Yeah. So I, I guess I'll just let you tell it compared to how things are now compared to where they were when we first started working. I mean, what is that, you know, the whole dick down in Dallas, you know, the whole tour, like how has that, how has that been for you, you know? Well, that's kind of a loaded question really because yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a long story. It's a long road. Yeah. But, I mean, to answer it simply, you know, it's seeing you grow as an artist and as a person and a songwriter. I mean, so many different areas you've worked so hard in to get to where you are it's you know there hadn't been any real magic to it it's just been you busting ass and seeing what other people and are you doing busting and ass learning. too 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, you remember that time we uploaded a song and we thought it was coming out and it didn't come out until like a week later? Yeah, unfortunately, that seems to be a hard lesson that people have to learn at some yeah. point, you know, but it's uh, it's it's easy to do it on those, you know, when yeah. it's the free service and you're uploading it yourself. It's There's a lot of different little pitfalls yeah. that can happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm not giving you shit for it. I mean, it's like... No, I know. I, it was I, a tough day, though. Yeah. You know, it was. It, was, it was one of those things where it's like, all right, we can't have that happen. What song was it? I remember when McElwain... Breathless. And, McElwain oh, and Terry used to tell me that I should fire you, that I didn't need a manager. I mean, there are a lot of people telling us over the years yeah. to not work with each other. Yeah. But I think, like, proving so, people wrong is a great incentive. Yeah, so I just want to say this for the record. Fuck all the haters. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. You go to hell and you die. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, but uh, so we've been having people. There's, like, people on um, TikTok and Instagram. It's really TikTok, but they'll make, like, these fake accounts. I swear, like, every day I get on there, I'll just type in Trey Lewis to the search bar. And there'll be like five new fake accounts, Didn't and they're know. just like messaging crazy, people, man. and it's just like, like the thing that bothers me the most is like I understand that my fans like care about me, you know, and I appreciate that, but it's like if you have to ask me if it if this is real, then it's probably not real, you know? Right, absolutely. Um, but we had an incident <laughs> recently, and I really want to talk about it because it's really funny. I don't really know what happened. Apparently, there was the person that was pretending to be me um told somebody that they could have sex with me for five hundred dollars or something yeah that they could perform oral sex on you for five hundred dollars in vip in in the green room yeah of a venue. Time we don't even have a green room <laughs> <laughs> yeah we usually don't in the van yeah, yeah. Great. So, so how did the lady get in touch with you is my question uh well she kept messaging you that she, if you uh didn't quit making all these accounts and messaging her that she was going to contact tmz and then she had her boyfriend oh she called it tnz oh did she yeah they were a bit off i actually almost got busted by a scammer the other day really Um, yeah there's uh the lead guitar player from cbdb who's a friend of mine uh chris he uh got his account his instagram hacked and somebody posted on his instagram story that uh you know as him that he made a thousand dollar investment into crypto and got ten thousand back in like three hours. Oh wow! And there was a part of me that was like, "Fuck, I could put three grand in there and get yeah. thirty thousand dollars yeah. in like a couple hours. That sounds great." Yeah. <laughs> so I like messaged my buddy about it and was like, "William, should I do this?" And he was like, "I can't believe I'm getting this text from you right now. Like, <laughs> stop being a fucking idiot." Yeah. And so I didn't do it and I blocked the person, but like I had already like gone through a couple steps to like you know get the transaction started then i blocked the person and then like a couple hours later a couple days later chris got on this like sorry my account's been hacked don't you know don't send anybody any money but i was almost there and (laughs) i like thought about it i was like you know this is how these people get fucked but did you but did you end up talking to the lady no i didn't talk to her i didn't Uh, i don't we usually don't interact i thought you were just like fuck you you're getting mad at us screenshot it and send it to alex (laughs) periodically did they didn't they use some like uh like big friendly at gmail.com kind of email on that thing i don't remember there was something like dude they're getting like serious about like you know, they go, I guess on this one, they went and found what my email was and yeah. made something slightly Close different to, yeah. to that and tried to use that. But 
Yeah, I mean, the blue check mark is yeah. what gives it away. I wish we could get one for you for TikTok. Yeah, they just hate me. I don't know why. I think it's the dicks and butt fucks. I always yeah, tell the told Alex Maxwell, uh, if you get famous, I'm gonna start telling girls I'm you, and uh, yeah. send my child support bills to blank, and it's his address. <laughs> I just have his address memorized, so yeah. hopefully he doesn't move, yeah, or get super famous. Yeah. Remember when Mitch memorized my social, social security, security number? number? Yeah. Mitch Wallace? <laughs> no, no, Mitch Goshi. No, yeah, <laughs> I said it out loud when we were on the in the van like early on in our tour last year, and. He just like heard it and just remembered it and said it out yeah. loud every day or so. And That's funny. Yeah, I just like I, I don't know. I called Alex one day and uh, I was like, "What are you doing?" That's my favorite thing to do is call you and what ask you, you what you're doing because I know you're working right on my stuff. You know, what are you I doing? Called him one day. He was like, and I, like as long as I've known Alex, he's always been like, he's a fair person and he's always super nice to people that call you know regarding something towards me whether it's outrageous or not you know mm. but like he was like dude i'm in my wits end i'm busting my ass i got these people calling me about you know these fake scammers and shit and he's like i'm like fuck you man you're getting <laughs> mad at me because you <laughs> you're gonna call the police that you solicited prostitution <laughs> to suck trey's dick in the vip like <laughs> This is stupid. I don't know. I just thought it was funny as hell. Yeah. I mean, you only have so much time in a day, and patience runs thin on bullshit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Had that case, they could have just bought all the tickets to the show and had a private show. Yeah. I was sitting in here the other day and got a phone call from, I don't even know if I've told you about this, but I got a phone call from a lady who um, has a friend that is like terminally ill and yeah. is like about to die. And uh, she wants to bring her friend to the Denver show coming yeah. up. And she was saying that, you know, they don't have a lot of money and that they really wanted to come and like basically bring her friend to her last concert she'll ever see. And she was asking me for free tickets. I was yeah. like, of course, you know, like, yeah. how many do you need? But it like really tugged at my heartstrings yeah. just because, you know, like, Coming to see you meaning that much to somebody. That's and pretty cool. That's, that's amazing. I met a man. guy at the merch table the other night. He was like, got to see you before I died. I was like, well, hell, hell I hope not. And he was like, yeah, my cancer's back. And I was Fuck. just like, holy shit, man. Mm. Yeah, that's tough. Man. I mean, I'm honored that somebody would, you know, come see me. That was a tough that. conversation. Yeah. If but. you had to, what would your last show be if you got to pick and location? Your last, artist and location. I don't think I could just pick one. Damn, I got my name. What's yours? Rainbow Kitten's Prize at Red Rocks. Dude, I, I was going to say Red Rocks, but like Eric Church. Yeah, I don't know. I still haven't seen a show at Red Rocks. But anyways, you were saying. Maybe Neil Young, since I haven't seen him yet. Yeah. I know he gets a lot of hate. If you can't listen to him on Spotify, but, yeah. you might as well go see him in person. Yeah. Neil Young has always been kind of a radical dude, though. Yeah. The whole you Spotify know. thing. Yeah, that's kind of lame. Yeah, now he's back on there. It's like, if you're going to stand for something, dude, stand for it. I wonder, like, nobody said anything about him going back on there. Yeah. I wonder why that wasn't talked about by anybody. Yeah. Like, they didn't weird. say anything. So how, how did y'all meet? Who, me You and Trey? Trey? Yeah, I still don't know the answer to that. He just came walking into my office. I was working at a middle agency that booked, like, weddings and corporate events, and I was kind of moonlighting doing like early days of management i was managing one act and he had seen what uh what i was doing for them and he 
walked in my office and said, hey, would you be interested in working with me? And I was like, well, I don't know shit about country music, but, you know, Trey seemed like a really nice guy and really serious about wanting to do what he was doing. And so we just started working on social media stuff together and trying to book shows. And it was kind of a, a just me and him thing for a while there. But we definitely, like, those first videos that we shot together were... Pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. Yeah. I remember it was right after my... I, I was 26, so... And it's weird. It weirded me out when I found out we were the same age because, like, you had your own company and, like, Alex was, like, so organized and, like... Barely. Barely. I mean, it was just me, Yeah, you know? yeah. But, um, I don't know. I was, um... It, my dad had passed away and I was, like... You know, one thing my dad always said to me that probably kept me doing music for a long time was... Um, Son, I'm an accountant. I hate my job. Do what you love. I know music's going to work out for you. So that, like, always kept me going. Mm -hmm. But I just remember one day, like, I was working at Bradford five days a week, and then I was playing gigs, like, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, go to back to work on Sunday. You know, just miserable. And I was just like, man, something's got to change. Like, we moved from the city, and we moved from the country into the city so I could be closer to, you know, play shows and whatnot. And I was like, something's got to change. And then I saw Winston Ramble on uh, doing playing festivals and shit, and just like checked out their socials, like they're crushing it. And I texted Joel Pryor, and I was like, "Dude, who's managing these guys?" And he gave me your number. That's I, funny, I didn't know that. I just fucking, I just called you up, like, you know. How did you know Joel? Where did you meet Joel? Joel, I met Joel through Rick Carter. Nice. Uh, and Joel booked me at Ezel's Catfish Cabin. And he he was like booking me on some shows and stuff, you know. That's cool. And he would just take a percentage. And um, yeah, I just called you up, and I was just like, whatever. And then we met like once a week for like a month. Yeah. And then we put a lot of goals together for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I then, still have all that. So shit. you were working for um, Southeastern Attractions, mm -hmm. and um, they just book like weddings and stuff like that. But Alex, you know, talked talk to get the his boss into like doing artist management because uh you were already managing winston ramble at the time right i was yeah but i don't know how big of a fan he was of me like moonlighting it you know yeah. like kind of doing a side hustle so i yeah. think that's why i brought i wanted to bring him in on what we were doing yeah but you know to be honest with you it was me walking over to his desk and handing him the cash was pretty much the only interaction yeah. he had yeah or, on your stuff that's what i'll never forget one day you know me and alex used to have meeting i guess it was monthly or weekly meetings where we would add everything up how much merch i sold how much basically everything you do every week now by yourself and you know with rachel mm -hmm. um but we would do that and we would go through and we would set goals and you know you know if we had one month if we made like fucking 10k in one month we were all high fives but that didn't happen until like later on you know? Yeah, I mean, that's when you had your full band rolling and you were playing private events and yeah. doing like, you know, getting 800 to to $1,000 at yeah. Innisfree and Tin Roof. But I mean, I remember like that. early on, you know, you were super cool about everything. Like if I, you know, I would come in, I would only make like, I had a certain number of amount of money that I had to make a month to survive. And you would be like, look, man, you barely made this. Like, let's just not do the, my percentage like on this, you know? And mm -hmm. I was like, fuck yeah. But I'll never forget one day I walked in and like 
it was a small office. It was like these, like, what do you call them? Cuticle? Cub- Cubicle? Cubicles. Yeah, cubicles. And uh, Alex is sitting in his. His boss is over here. And we're just sitting there. And, like, we kind of, we know each other, but we're not, like, best friends. Or, like, you know, we're not like we are now. Yeah. And Alex sends me this text. And his boss is, like, sitting over here, you know? Like, if I stand up, I can see the motherfucker, you know? Yeah. He sends me a text. He's like, uh, I'm leaving this company I guess next week or something you coming with me and I was like well damn I signed this contract if you can get me out of it and he basically he got me out of my contract yeah and then we just started working together that's awesome and it was it was like it was a very copacetic leaving the production stuff had just kind of like gotten to the point where it could support my you know it could pay the bills and the management stuff too was like enough well you were working there and you were working at uh, uh, Guitar Center too. I think that was right at the tail end of Guitar Center as so well. So let's let's talk about your uh, production company a little bit, like how you got started and everything. Because um, if if you've ever been to a show, the lights and all that stuff that we have, the production is from Alex's company, Big Friendly Productions. Um. Well, uh, it's actually Lane's. Well, it. Let's it's, just start it's Lane's the, fault. Let's yeah. Let's start at the beginning. How did you get? How did you wind up in Birmingham? Um, I came to Birmingham on a track and cross country scholarship at Birmingham Southern to run BSC. there. Yeah, and uh, I ran my. We were Division One. I, I ran my freshman year, and uh, I wasn't very good because it was a longer race than the high school race. Yeah. So like, I went from being like first or second in every race I ran my senior year to not even scoring for my team. So it's like top five score in yeah. cross country, and so. I was like getting my ass kicked and it wasn't like I like to, you know, to compete and yeah. and win and uh, I wasn't even like coming close to it. And then my sophomore year, in between my freshman and sophomore year, they went to Division Three. The school wanted to add a football team. Yeah. So they changed to Division Three. So we were in like no man's land because we had scholarship athletes. So I ran my sophomore year and then didn't run the rest of my college career. But I uh, played music in college. You and Cody Parks were probably at Birmingham Southern at the same time. I was thinking that the other day when I watched his pod. Yeah. Um, and I meant to ask him about that. I'll have to DM him and see um, what years he was there. Do you know how old he is? He's around y'all's age. He's around our age, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to like to ask him and see if he was. But um, while I was at BSC, I met Lane, and we played. my band played at Zydeco a couple times. And Did you have to beg him to get a gig there or what? Probably. <laughs> we probably played for, you know, 50 bucks or something. Yeah, but and he paid you 25, agreed to 50, he paid you 25. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably our bar tab was too high, and he pitched a fit or something. But, no, um, but yeah, so Lane, I mean, Bless him. He's uh those days he was he was tough to work with, but he was he he'd always give people a chance. And yeah. once you showed him that you were willing to work hard and, you know, that you were worth a shit, he, you know, is the most loyal guy. He might give you shit, but if somebody else tried to give you shit, that wasn't okay. Yeah. You know, so but you know, Lane Lane was the first guy in Birmingham to really give me an opportunity, and I started by just running show posters around for him yeah. and hosting open mic night. Oh, wow. Me and uh, Easy e used to swap out. Did you ever know mm, Easy e I don't e? think so. Eric, he actually just passed away recently. Damn. Um, yeah, super sad, man. He was way too young, but um, 
Uh, so we, we do open mic nights and stuff. And then after college, I moved back down to Mobile and would drive up and run his posters um, for uh, for all the upcoming shows and then host open mic night. I'd make like 300 bucks in a day and drive back down to Mobile for my next guitar center shift. <laughs> and uh, I did that every other week for like a year and a half. And then Lane bought Zydeco. And I moved back up to Birmingham to basically be his assistant. And I did that for two his years. Bitch boy. Oh, dude. Yeah. Wore a lot of hats in those days. And, but I learned so much. I mean, there's so much stuff that we utilize today that I learned from working at Zydeco. How many times did he make you cry? Uh, probably just as many times as I've made Beryl cry yeah. at this point. Are we allowed to talk about that email you accidentally sent? Sure. Uh, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, uh, you know, I was copied on a lot of the marketing emails with bands and their management, and we had Dumpster Funk coming up to play Zydeco, and they're like a Zydeco staple. Um, yeah. And uh, they're out of New Orleans. It's a funk band. They're badass. I love them. Yeah. But anyway, there was I can't remember like why I sent this email, but. It was in response to maybe some hospitality stuff that they wanted that I thought was ridiculous at yeah. the time that was really just like healthy food that people like to eat when they're on the road <laughs> as much as people are. Yeah. Um, and anyway, I sent them an email, and I meant to only send it to Lane, <laughs> but I guess I hit reply all and sent it to their management and asked them why they were a bunch of butt-fucking hippies. <laughs> and... You know, why these butt-fucking hippies wanted this kombucha or something. And, you know, thankfully they laughed it off and thought it was hilarious um, instead of being pissed because I, sh I should have been fired that yeah. day. But did you did you know as soon as you sent it, were you like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble? <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Lane like you knew like, that you sent it to him? Or like, oh, absolutely. And Lane used to do this thing when he was pissed in the office where he'd like he'd be sitting at his desk and he'd see something he didn't like and he would just throw his chair backwards and then just storm out of the office and not say anything. Yeah. And then just like he'd be gone. He'd be like dead silent. And that's exactly what happened. He came back in and was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and... Uh, and then they laughed about it, and then we got we started laughing about it, and it was all good. But it was definitely a couple moments I should have been fired. My first night uh, being being on like management duty at the yeah. bar, there was a like a bluegrass band called Red Clay Strays. Yeah, yeah. they play there a lot too. They used they're, to, yeah. Now the guy Doug lives in Asheville, and he's they're like crushing he's a hot it, right? mess. Um, they're doing some good stuff. They do, yeah. I mean, uh, Doug plays with Larry Keel a lot, yeah. but Doug is just an animal. Yeah, he's he's a nutcase in yeah. a good way most of the time. But that night, Doug wanted to raffle off a live chicken. <laughs> And so what he had a fuck? damn. He had a damn. This might be the best episode yet. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So he had a damn chicken in a cage on the stage and was walking around with a hat, taking five dollars for to raffle off this chicken. And Zydeco had a kitchen at the time, and they still do. But Zydeco had a legit kitchen staff with like uh, Will Cholowinski, who yeah. now owns a company called Chubbs Grub. Yeah. Did you ever eat there at, uh -huh. when he was there? He's from Pittsburgh, and he's a cool It's always been Jordan. But it's always been Jordan. Well, before Jordan, uh, Will used to run it, and they made dank-ass food. Really? Like, people used to just come in to eat, like, Chubb's food. That's awesome. But anyway, so Chubb was in there, and he was slinging food. Why and are you tearing shit up over there? This shit just started moving. McElwain? Oh, I fixed it. 
Um, but anyway, so, um, you know, they had a, a kitchen that was five feet away from the stage, and there was a live chicken in the bar, and they, like, at the end of the night, Doug got into the cage with the chicken and sang a song in there, and then afterwards, <laughs> he was walking around, and the dude had eaten acid and was barefoot, and he was like, I mean, we were in there till, like, five in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he he left the bar to go hunt. Yeah, and he was tripping balls. And um, so anyway, Doug's an animal. But anyway, like I got in a lot of trouble that night for having a live animal. You know, it's like a dozen health code violations. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's funny as hell. Yeah, the Zydeco uh, days were good. Lane man. said something. We were down. We were we were at. I don't know. We were in Birmingham. Oh, I guess when we played Iron City. Lane said something about y'all having like a gambling thing going on or something. Was that a real thing? Uh, there was a dude. Uh, there was a dude that used to go in there and do a bunch of like he'd do like the parlay sheets. Yeah. So you'd fill it out and just give him money. And uh, yeah, I was I was one away from winning like twenty grand one time. Damn. Yeah, my, I called my buddy who's like into all that shit, and I was like, "Hey, I just want you to pick ten games for me." And, yeah. Or I was like, I was like, pick nine, and he yeah. picked nine, and then I was like, let's add a tenth and go crazy, and the tenth one was the one that didn't hit. Damn. So, but yeah, there was some gambling that was going on there, but not like. And they lined you your ass either. out for that, or what? No, and this guy was a regular, and I mean, he was in there all the time. He was in there all the time. Him and this old other old guy who used to be the mascot for UAB. Did you ever meet Paul? Mm-mm. He was in there. He looked like Santa Claus. What was the guy's name? Gabe. Remember Gabe? Yeah. Yeah. McCleave? Yeah. Rugby dude. Rugby dude. He was always like hurt or something. He did. Yeah. He played He played too long. Yeah. I mean, that's a brutal sport. Yeah. That's not something that you can do so, for a long time. Um, but when you moved, you moved up to Birmingham, right? Yeah. I did, so I was working for Lane for two years and like a year and a half into it, I was like, you know, basically, like, Lane, what can I do to grow? Like, how can I – what's the next step look like? Yeah. Because I was, like, cooked on that Zydeco. Yeah. 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 It was it was a lot. But it was it – was, I wouldn't trade those days for the world. Um, and, I mean, that's where I met Kathleen and stuff. But, um, uh, yeah, so I was like, Lane, what should I do? And I knew how to – like, I knew production stuff a good – good amount and lane at the time was working for east coast entertainment as a talent buyer and he did a lot of national acts at frat houses yeah and my job would be to go down there and make sure that production had all they needed that you know the artists got there if they were coming from the airport and um that hospitality was set up that everybody got paid that security knew what the fuck was going on and and there was a lot of good experience there, too, because I saw, like, the production companies that they were hiring. Hopefully, they're not watching this, but fuck them if they are, I guess. Yeah, um, right. They just sucked. They were terrible. Yeah. And it was, like, kind of like I like went to Lane. And I was like, man, we're having all this trouble, these issues with these production companies. What if I had one? Would you book them to, you know, would you book me to do the production on these shows? And he was like, yeah, sure. So I was working at Guitar Center on my one-off day from Zydeco, and uh, I was working there and the pro audio department, and they had like an employee discount, you know. That was fine. Set up. It was good. It was, it was cost. Yeah. So like a speaker that would have cost me eight hundred bucks would cost me like four fifty or something. Yeah. yeah. And That's solid. so 
I scraped together my first PA, which was just like, you know, one sub and one point source top on each yeah. side with a little analog mixer. And I bought myself an interface that I could multi-track record the shows. And I really enjoyed like capturing things. Yeah, you, you know? posted a picture recently of a John Langston show you did. On an analog console. Oh, analog what year console. was that? It was 2014. It was year one of Big Friendly. And I was, that was the biggest show I'd ever done at that point. That's awesome. I remember um, the first time I ever came to your house, you were living with your friend, and he had a, like, you were living in his basement. Yeah. And you had, like, a, just, like, I don't know, you maybe had two PAs in there. Yeah, I think at that time I had the Bourbon Street PA that yeah. would come home once yeah. a semester, and then I had, you know, my mobile rig. But every show I had to... That was like every show I did, I had to load everything up a hill yeah. and back down again. Yeah. And now you have a freaking warehouse. We do, yeah. He make they make all my merch. Yep. I mean, that's pretty insane. That was a COVID project See, doing the screen printing. You can't pee outside, but everything else is good. Yeah. You can pee outside. You just gotta you have to, have to pee outside. <laughs> I thought we got in trouble for peeing uh, outside. Oh no! Trey pooped oh, no. outside one time. Yeah, out this there. one time. <laughs> this one time. I don't know where we were, but I had rented a PA and I was coming. I had to come back to Nashville. And I was like, "Fuck it! I'm just going to drop this PA off, and then I'm going to stop at the Chevron and shit." But I got there and I started lifting those speakers out of my car. <laughs> and I was like, "I can't hold it. I'm going to shit my pants." And I just fucking squatted against the wall and just shit. And my turd was out there for like three weeks. <laughs> it like petrified. It was there for a lot longer yeah. than that. So what happened? Did you just decompose, or were you yeah. like, "Let me get this shovel"? <laughs> no, I just left it. I yeah. think there was a little trophy, a little tray trophy out yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, I thought. Uh, I thought we got in trouble for. I thought you got fined for like people smoking, leaving cigarette butts, and peeing outside. Oh, dude, all kinds of shits happened out there at that, <laughs> at that shop. It's like a mixed use storage facility. Yeah, and the offices. We've got a couple offices up front now, but uh, it's disconnected from the warehouse yeah. in the back, and the offices have a bathroom, but the. The back does not. So there's like a pee corner out back, and By you know we're that. like we're like sardines in there now. Yeah. Uh, we can't we can't put any more gear in there. We just got 25 new cases of video panels, which I'm excited nice. about putting some video on your shit yep. here soon. Yeah, remember, cool. remember that time you were bummed out? You had to pay custom taxes. Yeah, last week <laughs> it was going to be 20 grand, but Seth, my partner. Put a miracle yeah. in and got it down to like eight, which Damn, was that's awesome. Uh, a lot more agreeable uh, for what we had going. So, how did you quit? So, Lane got. You, did you tell Lane you wanted to quit Zydeco, or how did that happen? I mean, we just kind of like reached a point where like there wasn't anywhere for me to grow mm -hmm. past that, and I'd already started doing the production stuff. So, Lane and I were going to get get to keep working together, and uh, it's so funny, like. Southeastern was like a dream job at one point. Yeah. And then I got there and kind of like, you know, saw behind the curtain a little bit and it really wasn't what I thought yeah. it was going to be. No, you know, no disrespect to them, but it was, you know, booking weddings and corporate gigs. Now looking back at it, it's like, you know, it's good for some folks, but that's not really the, yeah, were the you, path I wanted were to go you, down. Were uh, you doing Winston Ramble? Then, I mean, not doing them, but, you know, <laughs> Doing them. Doing them. Yeah. Were, <laughs> yeah. You, were you managing them by then? I think so, yeah. I think how, did you, how did you get into that? Um, 
I was running sound for them. I ran sound for them for the first time at Zydeco. Then they had a private party that they did in Tuscaloosa, and they asked me to come down and run sound for it. And, you know, like, I went to a lot of widespread panic concerts when I was in yeah. college. Like, I think I've been to close to 90 Alex of them. Alex is a hippie, by the way. Yeah, but fucking hippie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, that's uh, the greatest story ever. Yeah, uh, that's getting clipped for sure. I hope not. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway, so I went and ran sound for them, and uh, I got along with the guys and really enjoyed the music. And I was like, well, fuck, if I can work for these guys and not have to pay to go to Panic concerts, it really is like scratch that same itch of like, you know, that kind of music. And uh, I really liked all the guys. They're brothers and. Um, we were playing a private event at Smith Lake and we were hanging out after the show. We probably had a bunch to drink and smoke and um, what else? We were just hanging out and uh, I think we were like chilling in, in like, you know, on the dock. We were swimming in the water and they were like, they're like, dude, why don't you just manage us? And I was like, I don't know what the fuck, you know, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. And they're like, well, neither do we. We can't book any gigs. Yeah. So like, they're the most passive group of people. Like, yeah. Their music is is great. Like, there's something special about yeah. it, but getting those guys out of bed to do anything is, like, really fucking difficult. <laughs> yeah. So they needed somebody to, like, motivate them in that direction, and that's how I got started working with them. I kind of did all that stuff for my band in college, yeah. booked the shows and stuff, so I knew a little bit about it. So you leave Zydeco, you go to... You go to... Uh, Southeastern. Southeastern. I mean, does your business really struggle or not really or what? Um, I, mean, I mean, we made like $38,000 gross my first year. Yeah. But the only gigs we were doing paid 500 bucks, so I stayed yeah. pretty busy with it. Yeah. As busy as I could like physically handle by myself. Yeah. Did, and you met your wife while you were working at Zydeco? I did, yeah. Kathleen, she's the queen. I tell her, like we, we joked like that if I didn't have her that like I'd be like – Eating leftover Chinese food while like taking a shit. Sounds <laughs> that's like a normal like, Tuesday at my house. That's, what the fuck's wrong like, with that? That's where I would have been like just gutter, yeah, you know. Just gutter. Like, yeah. yeah, she's she's definitely and she owns awesome. half your speakers. Yeah, that's that's also something she reminds me of a lot. Yeah, yeah I, I thought you were about to say it's a joke because it's not a joke. No, I mean it is a joke, but it's also true. Like yeah. there's there's Y'all just nothing. bought a house too. We did, man. I've been trying to do that for so long, and it's really. It's really nice to have a place to call home. It doesn't really feel real yet because, yeah. like, we're still in the unpacking phase and, like, putting shit out. And I've only spent three nights at the house <laughs> total since we bought it because we've just been on the road. But Now, where your business is now, uh, did were you anywhere before that, like, after, after you left your friend's basement? Oh, yeah. We were in a storage unit for a bit. Oh, no, yeah. The, yeah. other, the other one down the road I remember that Yeah I had to poop in a box In there one time That was terrible And then I forgot the mixer And so like the gig that I was freaking out about To go and do I had you know I was going to bring my own shit So that I didn't have to run it off of like This terrible gear That was at this festival And you know, like I had to use the bathroom so bad, but I was running out of time to get there on time. And so I shit in a tub, like a box, <laughs> and like threw it out the window of my car. It was <laughs> horrible experience. And I pull up and I'm like, fuck yeah, I made it on time. Like it was all worth it. 
And then I opened up the back and I didn't have my console and I was just so pissed. So I shit in a bucket for no reason. <laughs> this is this is completely off topic, but your story reminded me of another story. One night, me and Terry, I don't know if McElwain was with us or not. Maybe he was behind us, but we played at Sky Bar and uh, it was like 4th of July weekend. So we went back to my lake place because we used to play this 4th of July gig every, mm-hmm. it was like at my mom's friend's place like neighbors it was like 500 bucks we would play out in the blistering sun mm. we did it every year but <clears throat> we played at Skybar, and we're like driving back on the back roads and you come over the dam and terry has to pee and I, it's like it's like coming down raining i'm not stopping we're we're getting there <laughs> so i have this big mcdonald's cup cup i was like terry just pee in this and he pees in the cup I'm like, all right, I'll throw this out the window because there was nowhere to put it. And I roll the window down, and I'm like driving over the dam, and I try to throw it out the window, and it just all goes on my face. <laughs> oh, oh, no. So I've had a, me and Terry are pretty close. I've had a golden shower from Terry. <laughs> oh, it's Terry's piss. Yeah, Terry's oh, piss. Oh, no, dude. That's terrible. Was he, I mean, it was had like, he been drinking? <laughs> it was in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah, it's just some, just some straight up fireball piss right, oh, right in my mouth. I think I'd rather drink, I think I'd rather have that happen with like somebody has been drinking a bunch of beer yeah you know like it's like kind of diluted versus yeah. like you know like the the yellow pee Fire, like yeah it was yellow the next morning. yellow yeah oh, yeah, no. Yeah, oh no i've never heard that story before that's yeah. brutal i've never told it it just made me think of it <laughs> that's so brutal yeah. that's yeah. funny i got peed in when i was a kid my best friend frankie y'all met frankie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we got out of the pool and we were like walking around the yard just being kids. And we decided to pee into the um, into the uh, the air conditioner unit that's outside, like pee on top of it. <laughs> well, that's a mistake. And the fan cut on and his piss went right into my face. <laughs> so that's the second time you. He's had like, that I'm happen. sorry, dude. I was like, I was like, oh, it's cool, man. It's cool. Just, it's I'll just jump in the pool. <laughs> and, uh, that's pretty uh, nice that you had the pool yeah. there, though. That helps. Yeah, that's great. That's brutal. Oh, that's funny. Good times. I love it. It's like uh, the Johnson Family Vacation movie where he like pees in that cup and throws it out the window and like hits the motorcycle cop behind him. Damn. Yeah, one of the Winston Ramble guys drank pee one time. Really? No, he, he he peed into a bottle and then like left it and forgot about it. And the next time he was in the van, he took a big swig of it. I know. I was a you. Somebody in the van was like, bad. we're not stopping unless I got to go pee. And I'm like, fuck, I got to shit and I got to pee. I hope Trey's got to go sometime. Yeah. Yeah, if you need to stop, we stop. Oh yeah. Last uh last week we stopped and I was like, Why the fuck are we stopping? We just stopped for like lunch and gas and then Burrell had to shit. So I went in, I shit in the women's room and I was back in the bus before he even probably sat down and pulled his pants yeah, down. You weren't with us on the way back from Minneapolis, but um Burrell got the shits. Oh, he shit on the side of the road he on the shit highway. on the side of the road. You were there for that. Uh, yeah, I did see that. But on the way back we stopped we were like I don't know. We were like maybe like an hour and a half from Nashville. He's like, the same thing happened yeah, again. Greg was like, we're gonna have to, you know. He's like, we. Greg was like, we got about an hour before we stop for fuel. And Brill's like, all right, I'll hold it. And Brill's like, man, I got a shit. We're gonna, have to, you know, like he was like, I got about an hour to hold it. Damn, poor guy. And he was like, after two seconds of saying like he was just gonna hold it till we got there, he got up and he's like, he's standing on his tippy toes, you know, <laughs> doing the Brill. You know, doing this number. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, 
He's like, ah, oh, Greg, you got to stop. I can't hold it. And then he's like, or you could just pull over right here. So he shit on the side of the road no, twice? No, no. He, 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 he went to the, the bathroom, station. but he got back into the bus. And then, like, I don't know, we get, like, 15 minutes down the road. He's talking about he's got to shit again. So what did he do? Is that yeah. when we stopped again? Huh? No, we didn't stop. We just made, me and uh, Ben made him drink water and quit talking about it. <laughs> it was that McDonald's the first time. I didn't mean that you didn't post-show eat it. McDonald's. I'm glad we didn't eat it. Yeah, you didn't eat it either. That's yeah. not on your diet. I was like, I'm just gonna go get high yeah. and not eat it. Yeah. Um. As the viewers are probably w- wondering, uh, our word of the week is "fuck Matt Burrell." I thought it was fire. Him. Uh, fire. Him. Yeah. Fire. Fu- f- fire. Fucking fire. Him. Fucking fire. Him. <laughs> fuck Matt Burrell and fire him. That's it. Get yeah. new shirts. You- how, how do you work here? <laughs> He does a good job yeah. most of the time when yeah. he wants to. That's yeah. always my critique with him is like when he's motivated and he's like into it, yeah. you can't find a better person. But to if do we it. give him a task that he doesn't want to do, he'll just act like he doesn't find know how any to do. way to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, bro. It's 101 manipulation right there. <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, we'll get new shirts that say Fire Matt Burrell. Yeah, Terrell. I get think it, that's man. more family. Friendly. Family friendly. Yeah, my mom. Uh, I had my. I wore the fuck Matt Burrell shirt the first on, night. The first night, my mom posted it. I saw she edited those. <laughs> did she? It's the worst right, edit why, I've ever is that seen. Why she put some <laughs> black over it. Yeah, she I just, did see that. I was like, I didn't yeah. think about it. I was just like, that's weird. Keep scrolling. Yeah, apparently my grandfather saw it and was like, now Trey wouldn't wear that in the barn, would he? And my mom was like, heck no. That's mm. funny. Yeah, so I'm just out here just that's funny. Being a disappointment to the family. Because <laughs> that box fans are like, who's Matt Burrell? Question mark. It yeah, was, let's talk about um, the time y'all went to the uh, Preds game and Burrell took some gummies. Oh, the RSO? These great. gummies are, uh, I was calling them like the meet your makers because uh, <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, you take one of them and you're going to get like super stoned yeah. off of it. And they were given to you guys in Oklahoma by somebody. It was like a bunch of flour and a like five baggies of these super strong gummies that are like tiny little gummy bears but they're probably equivalent to like 80 80 to 100 milligrams of thc which you know 10 milligrams is like the recommended dose so it's you know you get ripped off these things but anyways jason brought me back a baggie of those rso's and you know i was cutting them in half eating them most of the time because they're too strong but before that hockey game we decided to each eat a whole gummy, and I don't really freak out when I get stoned. Like the the level for me of getting stoned is like, I think my shit's gonna get stolen. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. like Jason, I, I heard a story that yeah, Jason said the other day that Alex will just take a bunch of shit home from the <laughs> Dude, warehouse. I, I get par- that's the only time I get paranoid. It's like we'll we'll maybe smoke a bowl or something in the shop and. At the end of a day, and like you know, I'll be like, "Damn, somebody's gonna come take all our shit." Yeah. So I like, I'll take home like bags of microphones and like expensive shit. It's like small that somebody could take out of there. Because yeah. like, if you wanted to steal from us in our shop, like you'd have to bring a big truck. Yeah. You know, and know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. Uh, to really get stuff that's like super valuable, but yeah, sometimes I get a little paranoid. That I can just see Alex just shit. walking around the warehouse and being like. Man, somebody, I don't want anybody to steal this and just like start stuffing my. How does that work? Do you get home and you're like, Kathleen, you got to come help me pull this shit inside. <laughs> no, it's never like a lot of things. It's like just small things that are like, you they know, get a couple lost. grand. They get lost when he does that. 
Yeah, it's it's nobody. We've never had an incident where somebody's stolen from us in our shop, but we did have like fifteen grand worth of shit stolen from us uh, back DJ. in the fall. Yeah, we had a bunch of backline. Oh yeah, you stolen. got scammed. I got fucking scammed. Yeah, bamboozled. It sucked, man. I got a call like from a guy who was like, "Hey, uh, I've got a live stream." At least it stream. wasn't. He sucked me off in the green room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, at least it wasn't that. But uh, yeah, the guy called and was like, "Hey, I need, I need, uh, <clears throat> I need some DJ backline for a live stream tomorrow. Guitar Center double booked their backline, so I'm screwed." And, like, you know, he talked all the lingo and knew what the gear was. And, you know, like, that happening is something that kind of happens to everybody with yeah. Guitar Center renting shit. You know, there's always something fucked up with it. Yeah. But um, anyway, so yeah, I was like, well, if you pay in full and you send me this rental agreement with your license and a credit card, I'll let you rent this stuff. I'll bring it to you tomorrow. And so he paid in full. He sent back all his shit. And so we sent a tech out to deliver the gear, and uh, it was at, like, a reputable place in Birmingham. Yeah. And uh, so we went and dropped it off, and then we went to go pick it up the next day, and the guy was like, yeah, the, li the guy at the venue was like, yeah, the live stream never happened. They were only here for, like, 20 minutes. And I was like, well, where's the gear? And he was like, well, they took it with them. And I was like, well, that's not good. So we looked at the security cameras, and... You know, like, it happened right by Avondale Brewery, and we do a lot of work up there. Yeah. And so, like, they have a ton of cameras. And I went and got, like, video there, and then I called the owner of Saturn. Um, it's that through. space on the side, right? Like, right next to it? Yeah, it's called Image Hive is where it got stolen from. And uh, anyway, so we... I got a bunch of security footage from Avondale and Saturn. I actually have a picture of his face um, before he put his mask on, and... You know, like it took me three months to get a police report from BPD. They yeah. came out and at first they seemed like they were going to be super helpful, but I got assigned to like a shitty detective. Yeah. And so we didn't get any of our money. We carry like four different types of insurance. Yeah. And none of them cover theft on site. But I'll just never rent something to someone that I don't know without parking somebody on it. Yeah. It's so like you can rent that DJ back line, but you're gonna have to pay three hundred bucks to sit there. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I gotta have a tech there. And they, you know, I'd send somebody that's knowledgeable about the gear in case they needed it. But that was the lesson learned there. But it really fucking sucked. Yeah, that does suck. But anyway, back to the gummies. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about yeah. to say. Yeah. So me and Brill ate a whole ass gummy, um, which well, I really was, small. They're like they're yeah. tiny, dude. Jason ate three of those things. I'm freaking out. That's just for sixteen hours too. Yeah, I, I can't imagine you could stay awake long on three of those things. But anyway, me and Brill ate them, and we get to the hockey game, and like we're sitting up high. We had some cheap seats, which is also still great there in Bridgestone. Um, but we get up there, and Brill just goes quiet for a while. And all of a sudden, like you know, I was sitting here, and then Brill, and then uh mitch, mitch wallace and i was on the other side of you yeah and clay was over there i just hear mitch and clay kind of chuckling and brill's kind of shaking his head and i was like what's going on brill's like dude i'm freaking out <laughs> i was like dude you're not gonna fall everything's cool like you're fine man he thought like, the seats were falling right he thought he's like falling on a cliff or something he thought he was gonna fall and then he also put up a post on instagram about uh people from the south liking ranch dressing too much yeah what? I can't remember what he said. I but didn't it was, see that. Yeah, Mitch, it was a, Mitch told me that story. He said that uh, 
uh, Brill was like, dude, I put this uh, post on my story about people from the South liking ranch. He was like, do you think people are getting offended? Do I need to take that down? And Mitch was just like, no, nah, what the fuck? And the, the post was also something like super mild. Like, yeah. you know, people yeah. from the South love their ranch. And I thought it was going to be like people from the South fuck their brother with their ranch. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. I thought it was going to be yeah. something like really fucked up. Something but, that was ac- actually yeah. valid. Yeah. Something troublesome. But That's yeah, funny. he was freaking out. And then I tried to like talk him off the edge of the cliff. And I was trying to be like a good buddy, you know, like good drug buddy. And, uh, and, you know, we parted ways after the show. I mean, you went back. We walked 14 miles back here, and then... We did, uh, which I love walking to it was cold, the arena though. from here. It was very cold. But anyway, we were uh, we we were walking back here, and I was, like, thinking about texting you because Burrell went to go meet up with you mm-hmm. on Whiskey Broadway. Row. Yeah, Whiskey Row. My and parents were like, in town. I was like, man, I'm going to text Trey and tell him to fuck with Burrell because he's too stoned. And then I was like, you know what? I've been trying to take care of Burrell all night. I'm not even going to say anything. Yeah. I'm just going to let him go there, and hopefully Trey won't notice that yeah. he's super fucked up. And I got back here, and the first thing that I pull up on, I see on your Instagram. Said, How high is Burrell? And you posted, like, three stories. Stories like zooming, zooming in on his, in his face. face, yeah. And I was like, "Oh no, poor guy!" But yeah. Trey, he deserved it. Trey just knows. He just like looks at you, like, "Yep, you're high." Yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah, that's funny. Bonner gets to weirding out sometimes when he gets high. What do you mean? I just I've never saying, seen you weird. I don't, I don't like freak out. I just say fucking off the wall shit. He just goes away. Yeah, I just like go lay by myself and like just. Remember the time we thought you ate your AirPods? Dude, that that was like... That <laughs> do you remember was, that happening? No. Were you in like a sleep, like a night terror? I, have, I do have night terrors unrelated to like drugs or weed or anything. Mm-hmm. And like, I just like... First night I was like, I woke up and I was like, I guess I went to Terry and I told him, I was like, hey man, I'm choking, I'm dying. And I was just like fucking screaming. And he was like, oh, I think, did you... He's like, what'd you swallow? I was like, eh, air or something. Terry dream dad food. mode. And yeah. he was like... Did you swallow your AirPods? Swear to God, I couldn't find them for three days. But I carry two pairs of AirPods everywhere I go. So what was it? Did you eat it or did you? No, I found it in my in my other backpack oh, later. Okay, that's good. But then the night, Bonner goes, "I'm sorry, Terry." <laughs> and then I just went and peed and went back because I go to bed like every or I go pee like every fifteen minutes anyway. That's so. brutal, man. But I'm like, the same way. Me and Bonner's tag team in the bathroom the whole night. That, what, why is that? What is the, the other night know. you came I in drink, there with I me? I still have a drinking problem, even though I don't drink alcohol. I just drink a lot of water. That's not bad though. Yeah, I can't be. That one night I was in there brushing my teeth, and you know how small that bus bathroom is. He's like, I got to pee up. I'm coming in anyways, and he's just peeing. I'm just like brushing my teeth. But no, the next night I was like yelling in my bunk, like no, 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 and like nothing was happening. Damn. But like one time it was New Year's Eve, and I was in Vegas, and I like woke up in the middle of the night, and I was in the hallway, like basically butt ass naked. And I was like, oh fuck! At least I didn't close the door to my room. I wouldn't have been able to get back in. I just walked back in there, and I was like, you know, not doing anything like crazy. Like I wasn't like excessively drinking or anything. It was just night terrors. Damn. Yeah, that's wild. Like, I sleepwalk and, like, all kinds of shit. Put pillows in the oven? <laughs> Good thing my oven doesn't work or I don't know how to use it. What? Does it not work or do you not know how to use it? The second one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jesus, hey, ladies, Bonner. Bonner's still single. He needs to know how to work oven. It's need- becoming more apparent why, though. Yeah. <laughs> the more we peel back the curtain here. Yeah, yeah that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> 
You can YouTube that shit. I mean, we have an oven right there. Yeah. I could show you before we leave here. I today. can get on the Trey Lewis uh, page and like when you get on this, like how to use an oven. What what can you cook? What's your best dish, Bonner? Chicken and rice. Pasta? I not, can't cook not chicken. Pre-made shit. You can't cook chicken? Dude, I can't cook chicken. You can't boil chicken? No, Sarah Beth makes chicken like every couple weeks and I just like eat it. I shouldn't be talking shit. Kathleen is you cook chicken? a great cook. Well, I Kathleen's can't cook a, one of the best cook cooks chicken. I know. Damn, I can't Same. cook I can't cook water. Yeah, my mom is a really good cook too. So but I've like, been uh, like my spoiled mom's the best cook. cook. My mom can't cook at all. My mom didn't cook when we were growing up. You though. ate at my mom's house. Yeah, didn't you? we had that green bean. It was a green bean casserole. We had some yeah. kind of like Thanksgiving. That's like the day after Thanksgiving, right when Dick Down was about to come out. Yeah. Remember, because we were just shooting content. We were at the warehouse like that whole week, doing stuff. And yeah, we went fishing and yeah. You were just like, let's go eat, and we went. Man, to mom's. I you know I was thinking about it yesterday. All the crazy shit we did promoting Dick Down in Dallas. I mean, yeah. it was all free. You what know, do you mean? Oh, all the like the the walking up to strangers and singing it to them. Oh, it was awesome! Like that was so ballsy. I still know? wish we'd do a a, a spin off of Cheaters with the Dick Down in yeah. Dallas. Wasn't that Henry's idea or your idea? I don't know. What'd you call it? You had an Somebody. idea. Yeah, it was maybe doing like a YouTube series where it's like Cheaters, where you bust people for yeah. cheating, but it's got the. And what's the uh, what's our song from Oklahoma? Remember, there's a skeeter on my Peter. Whack it off. Yeah, that was that was a Trey special. Yeah, there's a skeeter on my Peter. Whack it off. Oh man, that was my birthday. Yeah. Uh, of all our parodies, though, I think Ben just uh, took the lead. What was yeah. it? What's his? Um, so our song, "Shut the Door." Yeah. Uh, Ken on Ken. He oh. said. He said. I came up with one. He's like Ken on Ken, and I was like, Yeah, closer than we've ever been before. <laughs> and he just started dying laughing. He was like, I didn't even think of that being like the actual lyric. Yeah, that's, that's solid. That's, that's so. That's I, deep. I started saying it in the live show because nobody can Ken. tell the difference. Yeah, Ken on Ken, closer than we've ever been before. Shut the door. Shut the door. <laughs> Shut the door so mom and dad don't know. Oh, no. Brutal. Oh, no. Well, Good thing Burrell's not here. He'd have something to say about that. It's like the stepbrother. The family porn craze yeah. is the most disturbing thing to me. You remember that time that Terry and – was it not long ago at the trailer bar when Terry and McElwain were late for bus call? What were they? What about it? Where were they? Perill was like, I'm gonna punch that inbred fuck. Talking about Michael. <laughs> oh, no. I don't think he works a, for me. <laughs> I don't think you're an inbred fuck, Michael. I think you're a nice guy. I know everybody gives you shit on here. Yeah. I just thought it was funny because like I was talking to Alec. He was like, dude, I call, Burrell called me. He was like all worked up about McElwain giving him a hard time. He was like, and I could hear them just all yelling, <laughs> yelling oh, yeah. at each other in the background. At one point, nobody was even talking to me anymore. It was like I was just in the van listening to them bickering. <laughs> I try and have a decent enough reason when I call you, Alex. Sometimes, yeah, ish. I never, I never mind phone calls really, other than like telemarketers just drive me crazy. My favorite's when you're like, or somebody's like, "Why didn't you answer?" I was like, "Well, I can't talk to eight of y'all at once." Hmm? Any politician that ran on the platform of getting rid of telemarketers, yeah, I would, I would vote for them. I don't care who they are, or what else they have going yeah. on. That's yeah. vote for them because like yeah. that shit's. So ridiculous. Let's uh let's talk about your disc golf career. I hear uh and have seen you're the best disc golfer in the state of Alabama. No, that's not true. Aren't you at like all. ranked number three or something? 
No, 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 no. Well, maybe, I, maybe in like the uh, he, like he the did amateur. tell us that he did. Uh, he did. Right, so, I tweeted it. So yeah. what, what? So you, you lied to us to look cool is what you did. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> what had happened was uh, no, nah, but there's a there's like a national amateur disc golf tour where it's like you know it's basically like a way it's probably a way for somebody to make a bunch of money really, but. It's like a national tour where amateur disc golfers, you can't be a paid pro to play in these tournaments. Yeah. So it's like the highest level of amateur disc golf you can get to. Yeah. And um, it's like, you know, a month into the season, I was ranked first in Alabama and like third in the country. But I haven't even checked it recently because I went to go play an event that I thought I had a good chance at winning. And you it was like terrible. a stop on the tour, and I just got my fucking ass kicked. So. Yeah, you were supposed to come to Trailer Bar that night, and you were like, had such a bad day, you weren't coming anymore. Dude, I, I mean, I tried really hard yeah. and just just tanked, just choked. Yeah. Choke city. I'll come yeah. be your caddy. That way you don't have to but carry But how did you get into disc golf? Uh, I played in college very casually, and then when— But you played Ultimate first. I played a lot of Ultimate Frisbee. Ultimate Frisbee, if you don't know what it is out there, um, just— Go watch some YouTube videos. It's like football, right, and soccer mixed together, but with a lot of different game. sports for real. Yeah. But it's it's been a big hippie thing since the like mid eighties. Alex is a butt fucking hippie. Yeah, <laughs> my dad started the team at Bama. I don't know if I ever told you that. Oh really? Yeah, told my me dad that. was the one that got me into ultimate and yeah. like growing up. I'd go play like soccer. It's the only games. thing y'all ever bonded over. Nah, I'm well, just kidding. one of them maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but we do play disc golf now, which is nice. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so he got me into Ultimate. I've been playing Ultimate my you whole life. Hanging from it's, I was like, what the fuck from, is that? Probably some tape from my shop, some yeah. E-tape. Yeah. They just throw it on the ground back there. Yeah. But yeah, disc golf's cool. I like playing it. I got <clears> you <throat> into it and you, yeah. right? I'm hooked. I yeah, I brought my disc this weekend. You didn't even bring any. I left my road discs on the bus last week. Because you got drunk at Wild Greg's. Wild Greg's. We didn't even talk about Wild yeah, Greg's. Did, have you washed that shirt, Alex, since you bought it at the, at the Twins game? I have, yeah. It's clean. We went to, uh, the the whole band bought tickets on like StubHub or like one of those resale t- sites beforehand. And they were like $31, $36 a piece. And we had to be at sound check at like three o'clock. So me and Alex were like, fuck it, let's just go for a walk. I was like, fuck it, while we're already walking there, let's just go like go to the game. So we bought tickets for like eighteen bucks and went in. So that's pretty it was awesome. Tight. Yeah. You've washed it and it didn't shrink. Didn't shrink. We gotta check these out. Usually like I'll if I like say when we went to Wild Greg's yeah. last week, I uh he I've got his you shirt. You wear a Wild on. Greg shirt yeah. right now? Yeah. Also wearing a Wild Greg shirt and the good to know people. Music video yeah, that's that solid. comes out tonight. Tonight. Yeah. Which will be It'll know, be out. It'll it be doesn't out. feel like a release week this week. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's just been very chill. Damn, yeah. I don't know about that, but <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bonnie. Well, it's not a viral song, but I mean me and Alex Maxwell wrote it together and we're putting it out. It'll be cool. You oh, know? it's a great tune. Yeah, it's, it's a great, great tune. I, I we were saying today I think it's a dark horse. I think when people start listening to it, they're gonna like listen to it multiple times. Yeah. Which is like something you look for. Yeah. It's like know. a, you know, light up the charcoal grill. and It's a good hang with your friends. Drink some you know? beer, you know. It's a good one. Absolutely. Um, Wild Greg's t-shirts. Yeah. But uh, when we played there this past weekend, I was like, wow, Greg, let me get some shirts. And I just got him to give me two, two X's because I knew as soon as I washed them motherfuckers, That's they right, wouldn't fit because I'm fat. Right. You know. 
Shirts be shrinking. That's what I do when I buy shirts. That's why when we bought the Kid Rock shirts, I was just like, give me everything they have in black because yeah. I'll probably only be able to wear them once or twice. Me and um, Alex had to wait in that line for three days, I think. <clears throat> it was three but or four I am, days. I am losing weight, so. That's solid. I mean, when I'm at my healthy weight, I wear I can wear almost like a large, like a large, like a good large, or sometimes I can wear an XL. But right now, I'm in 2X, so. Dude, I'm up like 30 pounds right now. I was watching a video of you from like 2017 when you opened for Muscadine and then when I was came just back skinny as a rail. You came back on and did Friends in Low with them. Yeah. And yeah, you were you were a beanpole. Did you have the sideburns and the goatee then? Oh yeah. Fuck the, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you still had the goatee. Oh, this I might have that. been just past oh, when I shaved it. Yeah. I remember when I shaved it off, my ex-wife was like, "Oh my god, why did you do that?" And like now when I see people, they're like, "Oh my god, why did you have sideburns and a weird like Thing. I was like, well, my ex-wife liked it. And I was like, I guess she just didn't want anybody to have sex with me, so she just wanted me to look <laughs> ugly as possible. <laughs> it was a bit pinocchio Wayne's laughing. The vest was her idea, too, right? The vest was her idea, yeah. yeah. I don't think I ever actually... The best idea I ever had was getting divorced, so, you know, it all worked out. What about that music? That was a hard time, man. That was a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you... You held strong and did what was best for you. You're right. You know what was the music video that y'all shot that you had to like help the guy edit it together? Oh man, that was the song that didn't that didn't come out when we said it was going to. Oh really? Yeah, and I remember I, when I wrote that song and recorded it, dude. I thought that that's that was the song that was going to launch my that career. That was it. Yeah, I remember sending it to Bradley, and Bradley like sent us a message back. It's like, yeah, it's a bit amateurish, but like. I said that to say this is that, you know, uh, Bradley's up for um, ACM. Yeah, entertain or not promoter, uh, promoter of the year, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yeah, yeah dude, we put together that. we put together this gift for him. I'm not gonna say what it is because he might see this and whatever. So I don't want to ruin the surprise. You know, telling secrets when like is I that normally a- do. When is that? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. When is that? <laughs> I don't You've know. Changed, Trey. Right? You've yeah. grown. Um, he still tells our secrets, just not Bradley's. Anyways, but that just goes to show, and I, that was something I, you know, I tell Bradley all the time. I'm like, thanks for always listening to my shitty songs and telling me when they weren't good. Right, because that's you important, know? man. Because if you just have people in your life all the time telling you that you're doing great. a great job, mm-hmm. it's good, you know, yes, 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 you know, then you're always you're always going to be shitty. You know, right. I think iron sharpens iron. You know, Absolutely. and that guy's fucking sharp as a tack. You know, he's he's cut from very much so the same cloth as Lane yeah. in a lot of ways, as far as like being a loyal person. Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe not as like hard headed as Lane yeah. can be, but uh, but Bradley's one of those guys that gives everybody a chance to. Yeah. And I remember when I first met him, he was running Peachtree Tavern in Atlanta and Lane. I think he was looking to hire Lane as a talent buyer, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And we, I was working as Lane's assistant, so we went over there to meet with Bradley, and we met with him and his production manager and had lunch. And I don't think that Bradley has changed as far as, like, his personality goes from that moment up until now. And I think that's a big part, like, that work ethic and who he is is yeah. why he's up for such an award like that, for real. Yeah. But, you know? but, dude, I mean, I thought that that song was... We thought, we thought it, I mean, I thought it was it. What did you think about it? Well, it was a, it was well, definitely still... a step in the right direction from Woman Behind the Music. 
which was our first release we did together yeah. right yeah that was a demo fake drums me and terry wrote it together there's this lady I didn't know terry wrote that yeah there's this lady that comes uh to see us play in Bristol, she's like, I can't believe you didn't play Woman Behind the Music tonight. <laughs> dude, my favorite. I'm was... just like, God damn, I'm glad somebody likes that shit. Hey. Uh, Hell yeah, you dude. Know, it's that's still awesome. money coming in, but it's like, it's terrible. You yeah, know? yeah that's, that's really funny, man. My favorite was when Devante was like, Country Boy Crazy, Country Boy Crazy Slaps. And yeah. then we played in like Nebraska that night at that like St. Paul Fair where it's like 2,800 people and this dude in the crowd was like, is he going to play Country Boy Crazy? And I was like, hold the fuck up. And I got my phone and I was like, can you say that again? <laughs> that's great, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a jam, man. Yeah, I don't know. That first, that 2013 record, I mean, I'm proud of it. You know, my dad, that was that was something my dad paid for early on. He mm. believed in me. Wow. Um, you know, Nolan produced it and it sounds great. Yeah. Like the quality the of quali- it is great. The quality's great. And um you know, it was my first I mean, really, I mean, that first album I did, I mean, I really hadn't even played a gig yet. I'm know? really glad we never took that down. Because like if you listen to if you go and listen to that record, it doesn't even sound like me. I like when people keep I mean it does, up. but it doesn't. You know yeah. what I mean? It, your voice was very fresh. Yeah, my voice was very fresh. I still had falsetta in that song Desert Loves the Rain. Makes right. no sense. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. People still tell me that that's a great song. But it's I, left I, up to I, interpretation, I'm, man. Yeah, it's I love that song. Yeah. yeah, I know every word of it. Yeah, but I don't have falsetto anymore. You know, you sing set six, seven years, four hours a night. You're just not going to have falsetto. We listened anymore. to your whole catalog that one night when we left that mud bog. Yeah. I don't remember where we were. I just remember I peed on, on the side of the road. Yeah. Where was that? That was North Carolina, Mississippi? Oh, uh, when we got stuck on the side of the road? No, that one night was like everybody, and we like drove back through the night. That was Maybe like early Auburn. in the dick down. Probably Auburn. Probably so. It was freezing cold. And I, I feel like it. we were going through the mountains, though. Yeah, because I was like nauseous as fuck, and I don't ever get nauseous. I think we were going through the mountains like the ones on 40 or 24. Yeah, who knows? I tell you, man, the the unreleased track, there's, there's a couple unreleased ones you have right now that I feel like I'm lucky to get to hear. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things is when you send me new music when any of the bands I work with send me we music we got the song with Adam Hood that's gonna come out at some point that's my favorite 100 Miles of Highway and then Alex is gonna get up and sing it live he's gonna sing Adam's part yeah I mean I really enjoy like a lot of different types of music yeah but like what really makes me feel like music is like what's good and what's not good is like does it make you move in a direction yeah you know and like that that song with Adam Hood is uh you got a couple of them right now that are yeah. like that with me that I'm just like I can't listen to them and not like feel very emotional yeah. about it. The song, the mom song, that's great. I still haven't heard really that one yet. Whatever she sees in yeah, me, I haven't heard that. I'll send it to you. Solid. We have the demo version, but um, I'm waiting on the master to nice. get the master back, so I'll send. You yeah, that. it's got some moments in it for sure. Yeah, I mean when we wrote it, I'll just tell the, the when we wrote it, we wrote the second verse. And uh, I wrote it with Davis Corley and um, and Lee Star. Lee Star wrote uh, My Boy, yeah, the Elvis Shane song. And he wrote the Good Old Man song by uh, True Green. Okay, yeah. And um, and uh, and the other guy was Ryan Rospo. But we were sitting there like trying to write this song, and I, I had that song title, Whatever She Sees in Me, like mm-hmm. forever. And people were just like. Man, I just feel like if we write about your mom, we're missing a golden opportunity to write a love song. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just hold on to this motherfucker and write it when you know when the opportunity presents itself." 
And uh, I pitched it. I wrote a song with uh, Brett Baber and uh, Barrett, 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 Baber. Barrett, Barrett Baber. Sorry, I'm an idiot. And Ryan one day, and I pitched that, but we ended up writing another song called God's Tough. I listened on the way here. Which is good. It's a great song. I listened to it on the way here. And, um, oh, yeah. But Ryan called me like the next week. He's like, dude, we got to write that whatever she sees in me song. Like, let's get it right. I was like, he was like, let's get Davis. I know that's your boy, whatever. So we started like working on the song and the right. And, um, and, and, and Lee's like, man, me and my mom didn't get along at all, but we're going to write the fuck out of this song. And like, I love to see that from a songwriter. It's like they set aside their, their belief, di- yeah. yeah their belief or their differences or whatever and just be a songwriter yeah that's like awesome. that i admire that you know and uh we wrote the first verse and the chorus and then we started writing the second chorus and uh and davis does this thing where he'll go outside and smoke a cigarette and then he'll come back in and just like finish the song yeah it's badass so we're like we're like in there trying to write the second verse and then he comes back in and the second verse it says it says um I had a heartbreak. I took it real bad. Ended up six months in a rehab. Sober was a hard thing till I found a six string. Still wish daddy could have seen that, but mama did front row saying that's my kid. And like, yeah, it's beautiful. He didn't, it wasn't that exactly when he came in. Like, we fixed a few things, but like, we got done doing that. I mean, tears were coming down my face. Mm-hmm. It was like, damn. That's some you real know? shit. Damn, it's I got real. chills. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember cool. when I sent it to, you know, my publisher, they were like, just, you know, holy fuck, that song's cool. And it's, it's and, and the cool thing about it is, is it's a, it's a, it's a serious song, but like, if that doesn't make you feel something, then fuck it, I quit, you know? Right. Because it's like, a lot of my songs are, you know, that have done well, have been breakup anthems and, yeah, you know, say cuss words in them or like whatever, but like, that's my whole heart. That whole song is like my whole life, you know? So it's like if that didn't make you feel anything, then like and that's been so cool it, too know? to like see your mom all over the country. We've been; she's been yeah. to Texas. She's she been wants. To I mean, she if she could afford to be at every show, she'd be there. That's the coolest you know? part, just seeing her everywhere we go, and yeah. you know her being backstage and just because I mean, part of I everything. mean, your parents aren't around forever, so, right? You know what I mean. So it's cool to get so to have it's, those it's, memories. It's a huge blessing, but. Anyway, so that's all you've been listening to lately. Is just my music. You haven't been listening to any. No, not really. Secular music. If you're not listening, <laughs> to, my, if you're not listening to my music, it's secular. Uh, I, I pretty much stay on like my work playlists are like Emancipator, which is like, yeah. you know, chill uh, electronic music yeah. that's just like background, like good focus music. And Dude. then I listen to Kendrick when I'm working out. Hell yeah. Dude, before we get to the music thing, I know Alex just told us, but the Kanye West documentary. Dude, it's fucking awesome. It is awesome. Did you watch Twice that yesterday? Already. Dude, who, who, I'm, you were telling I've been, me? Dude, I'm still, I just have it on repeat Is it just much. three episodes? It's three, yeah. I've got a little more of the third one. But What's like, it on? Uh, Netflix. Netflix, dude. It's oh, okay. so good. That's, like, yeah. I always just thought that guy was just like a weirdo, whack job. But He's like, just a fucking genius. Well, I don't know about all that. Damn. But, but <laughs> um, he really like grinded and struggled for yeah. a long time to become what he you know what he is what he is or what he was mm. um i don't know what the hell he's doing now but i guess he i mean he's killing it now yeah, he's got Donda. i don't got he has players and everything he's crushing it yeah but like he like his friend cody like uh cody cody is is it Co- i think it's cody it looks like cody though it's cody could they say cootie behind the camera, right? Who knows, man? Okay, well, anyways. Anyways, his friend, like, just, like, he was, like, in his home studio at his house, just, like, 
filming this like documentary on like a shitty camcorder. So like the whole documentary is like Kanye West as a young kid, like Yeah. He had produced Blueprint for Jay Z and like Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, they have him in Chicago when he goes he to New York. He was a producer, LA. nobody would take him serious as like a as an artist. And he got signed to Rockefeller, but they weren't like they weren't pushing him. They, they weren't, weren't, pushing him. They weren't doing anything. Yeah, they just wanted him to produce. Damn. And then he just like went on, he borrowed studio time, borrowed favors from like, you know, guys that he had worked with and was like basically made this video with his friend Cootie. Cody. Whatever you said. I don't know. I think it's Cody, but we'll, we'll look it up I think later. It's Cody. But anyways, um, he like had this big party and there was like over three hundred people there and it's like record label the head of his label's there. He's like, Yeah, I didn't even get my black and white picture when I signed. Um, he was like, you know, I they didn't pay for this video. I did, like, you know. Wow, and the just whole put thing on is spot. inspirational, and man. It, and it crushed and, and then like after that they got behind him and then like you know, college dropout was done forever, and then it right. just it blew up, and you know, that's wild. The whole he, thing's inspirational. And then, but like, it sh- but they talk about how like when Kanye was like going crazy and like you know grabbing the microphone out of Taylor Swift's hand, like all that stuff. How like him and Cody weren't as close, mm-hmm. and then now they're close again. I don't know, man. It's pretty cool. I can't imagine like living the life that he's lived and oh, not yeah. being a little like yeah off, you know. Yeah, I mean, and too, it's like he was doubted for so long, and nobody believed him. And it's like when you believe in yourself and you know that you know something's going to happen for you. I mean, I could kind of relate to that mm-hmm. in a sense. And then it happens, and then it happens probably bigger than he ever thought it would, you know? And seeing the footage of him, like, when they went back to Chicago to see his mom yeah, uh, in the second episode was awesome, too, just to see, like, that support. And she's like, I believe in you, you know? Yeah, and his mom died, too. And then, like, you know, if I would have been at the height of my success, if I would have been, like, super successful, you know, at 26, and then my dad would have died on top of that, and I would probably went fucking crazy, too. So, like, Mm -hmm. I'm not, like... You know, but they talk about his mental health. He struggled with mental health. Like he talked about having having a wife and having a kids and, you know, having records like blow up and still wanting to kill him. You know, still th- having suicidal thoughts. So it's just cool to see. It's, I guess, it's great, though, it's, dude. It's, it's really, awesome. It's inspirational. Yeah. And like all the old footage, it'd be awesome. Like one day, you know, they did the Luke. Luke Bryan one, this one. It's like we have all kinds of. I have hard drives on hard drives and hard drives of Trey Trey Lewis every clip ever. So that'd be cool one day. Maybe yeah. it'll be a Trey. No, Lewis. I'm totally down with that. Um, and then um, the uh, the Luke Bryan one's really good too. I watched that with McElwain. He knew everything about him that was going to happen next. Oh, did he tell you? He's seen he it twelve times already. Ruined it for you. I don't think he'd seen it then. Had you McElwain? He just knew everything about Luke Bryan. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he said he hadn't seen it. Damn, well, he knew what was happening next. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. But that'd be cool. I can't wait for the Trey Lewis one one day. Yeah. I think uh, I saw somewhere they sold that footage for, like, a lot of money. <coughs> I think the Kanye one. Was, I, I saw on, like, I don't know if it's just, like, you know, like, those things pop up on your Explore page and Instagram. I saw something they'd sold the footage for, like, $30 million or something. I don't but know it's cool. Like, they get in the car. They're, like, in the car, and they got, like, flip phones and shit. Yeah. It's it's awesome. Dude, I remember uh, the same day we were talking to the CEO of Republic Records yeah. uh, and his brother. Yeah. We, were, we had a Zoom meeting with them. That same day, they had bought Bob Dylan's publishing catalog for $200 million. Jeez. 
And I was like, no big deal. And they yeah. offered us a, like not even a fraction of that. It, mean, was, it, was, it was a good it was a deal. Fraction. Yeah, it was, yeah a fraction. it was a fraction. Um, two hundred million. Two hundred million. I mean, that's but it's just wild to think about people throwing. I just hope that one day that I can sell my that. catalog for two hundred million. You know, that'd and be you'll awesome. get ten percent. You'll get ten million. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Why did Chipotle Pretty cool. that? That'd be awesome. Yeah, Why did it's a good goal man. to work towards. Yeah. But uh, anyways, what are you listening to, Bonner? Uh, honestly, I listened to two chains all week. Yeah. It was like one of those weeks where you just got like power through it. I was like, uh, you know, hype up music all week. Yeah. We did a two chain show one time in Auburn, and he had broken his leg, and he was in a wheelchair, and he was being pushed around. Yeah. By like a lady in a very skimpy on outfit. stage, and he had was he like Ooh. he had rims on his wheelchair. Yeah. It was like diamond rims, gold. Where did he play at? It was in the uh, the basketball arena. Oh, that's fucking awesome. We brought a video wall down for it, and uh, yeah, two chains had a broken leg, but. And he put on a hell of a show. Dude, he's fucking Even awesome. in a wheelchair. Was it in Tuscaloosa? It was oh, in Auburn. Uh, I went to a Yin um, Yang Twins concert in Tuscaloosa one really? time. Yeah, it yeah, was I kind wanna, of fist fight. I want to go to Bonnaroo this year. Best hip-hop show that there is, though, is Wiz Khalifa doing a full band show. Really? Dude, I don't know. Yeah. I saw Mac twice. All right, I haven't. I never saw Mac. I Miller, saw Mac so. when I was like Mac fifteen or sixteen, like right before Blue Slide Park came out. And then I saw him when I was 21 at... Uh, either i think it's war memorial or the nashville municipal auditorium whichever one because it was like side like right in the same area unpopular opinion but i just could never get into that dude miller. i love mac miller that yeah that might be unpopular cool very unpopular Kool-Aid i know it is pizza. i just can't get in ella likes mac miller a lot doesn't she yeah <laughs> yeah that kool-aid and frozen pizza video like that <laughs> intro clips like made me want to start making videos where he was like it's like this like chalk on the ground it's like i uh, smoke weed until i hallucinate and then like the video starts it's just cinematic as fuck and just so cool. you like j cole too don't you i love Warner? j cole yeah that's a that's a hip-hop show i'd like to see max maxwell loves uh mac Mac Miller. Miller oh, they're both from pittsburgh dude if i honestly could see like hip-hop rap show like anytime dead like dead or alive or whatever like would have been like back in the 90s like nwa or hmm. you know or late 80s like NWA or like that's all I Snoop Dogg or like any any of the Death Row crew like that would be my shit. I actually saw you know? Kendrick. I know you just mentioned Kendrick. I've seen Kendrick live. Have you? I have not seen him live. That's pretty solid. Yeah, I've been listening to the the double album, the Lonesome Song, Jamie Johnson record. Uh, that's a good record. I just think if you haven't listened to all of Jamie Johnson's records at some point of your life. Then like you're just not a country music fan, and you like Jamie Johnson, Alex. I do. I, I I ran monitors for him one time when he did like this charity benefit in Montgomery, yeah. and they did a closed, completely closed uh, sound check, and it was just me, his tour manager, and the front of house, his front of house guy, and it was just him acoustic. So literally, like he played his first song, and he looks over at me, he's like, a little bit more guitar, everything else is good. And that was all I did uh, to change his monitor mix. And then I sat there, and he went through his whole acoustic storyteller show with just me in the room, and it was so great. That's it was awesome. such a special thing. Yeah, it was kind of like it was. It was the coolest thing that I'd seen behind the scenes until we got to see that Kid Rock rehearsal. Yeah, it was like a full arena show with pyro and everything full on and we're just sitting on a couch like this watching it the only people yeah. in the whole arena that's yeah. why i'm just pumped that you're into stoplight observations now yeah dude it's great uh ella went to dinner with jamie johnson the other night really i saw mckinney's yeah, tweet about it yeah right just heard she he picked her up from the house 
That's cool, man. She's gonna go. I think she's doing some dates with him. That's awesome. I saw yeah. McKinney's tweet. That's about killer. It. Yeah. Oh, do you did? Yeah, I saw McKinney's tweet. What did he say? He said, man, it's not every day you're making uh, dinner and Jamie Johnson just walks into your house. He's like something about him having to walk up all y'all stairs. Yeah, that's great. Well, what do y'all think? You think this podcast has been good? It's been solid. Yeah, Best episode yet. Well, if you think it's worth the shit, make sure you hit the like button, share it, subscribe, and uh, thank you for watching the podcast. We'll holler at y'all later. You gotta have someone to crack a joke in a beer with. We need someone to